glad you're here. My name is Crispina French, and I'm your host of the Rags to Riches podcast. I'm an OG textile alchemist, worked my way through art school making ragamuffins from thrift store sweaters way back in the 1980s. That college side hustle grew into a full-fledged business, and here I am to show you that you can do that too. Together, we'll navigate hurdles, challenges, and accomplishments while crafting your profitable textile upcycling business to serve you and the planet. My guests and I will cover topics including material sourcing, business savvy, product development, sales and marketing, and self-care. Overcoming struggles, celebrating wins, and reaping rewards of running your very own textile upcycling business is what we are all about. Are you ready to be inspired, energized, and supported? This is the Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast. This episode of the Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast is brought to you by The Unruffled. The Unruffled is a vibrant and feminine collection of slow-made garments and accessories handmade with love by Sandra Primo. Sandra is based in Austin, Texas, and every item she makes is thoughtfully constructed from finely sourced, reused textiles, favoring silks and lace and crochet. Bespoke, one of one, encouraging an infinite circle of recovery. Step into the world of The Unruffled at www.theunruffled.com. And visit the show notes page for this episode at Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast.com for links and more information. Today, I'm excited to introduce you or reintroduce you to my friend Sandra Primo, who it's kind of funny. I think of Sandra as a pretty good friend, and she is someone who I've actually never had the opportunity to touch in person, like (laughs) physically in the flesh, right? But we work together a lot. And Sandra is not only the community manager of our online community called Stitcherhood, she is also a really talented uh, textile upcycling fashion designer in her own right. Um, So we're going to touch upon all of that stuff today in today's episode. Really, what we're going to talk to you about mostly today is this awesome education program that we are kicking off that is in Stitcherhood. And it's not just for Stitcherhood members, which we we figured it out, Sandra. We are like <laughs> problem solvers. Um, together, we put our heads together and we had a little help from our friends and we figured out how to offer uh, a, a whole program of different types of education that pertain to textile upcycling in one way or another. And we're able to offer those to our membership. And we're also able to offer those to anybody in the world who's interested in participating in an online class. So Sandra, Let's talk about, well, first of all, thank you so much for joining me today. It's just such a pleasure. Absolutely. And um, I just, I would love to learn about your ideas about how this program will unfold, what what you think um, we can bring in and how it's impacting our membership. Right. So we started off by just mining the resources that we already have. We already have these amazing um, designers and makers inside Stitcherhood. And we thought we should give all of these um, amazing folks an opportunity to share some of their knowledge. And um, some folks have been teachers 
before. They've taught maybe a process or they've taught a certain, you know, product that they make. Um or they've never taught at all. And for those folks that have never taught at all, what a great opportunity to learn how to teach something. And so um, so we decided to launch this member-led, member uh, these member-led workshops within Stitcherhood. Um, but we also want to give each teacher the opportunity to offer the class to their audience, even if they are not a member of Stitcherhood. And so we figured out a way to do that. And, um, and we're just super excited about it. We've got, uh, you taught a class about how to make a summer blanket. I'm teaching a class in, um, the next week. And we have, uh, we have a member that's going to teach a class about sewing machines. And we've got a teacher that's going to, we have a member that's going to teach about how to, make an improv style hat out of reused materials. So we have um, the things you can learn are going to be really all over the board. Again, some are about technique and process. Some are more about like the making of an actual product. Right. Right. And I think too, um, you know, just the opportunity to have the kind of support of the group, right? Like one of the things that I am really excited about and that worked out really well with um, the summer blanket class was that people were able to sort of stay connected in the space that we created for them in Stitcherhood. So when they had questions or whatever, they had someone else to lean into or a different set of eyes to look at something and just remind them of what you know, might have been shared in the actual workshop and not have to feel like, oh my gosh, I don't, I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Right. Like, yeah. 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 So I'm really excited about the class you have coming up though. Um, we're going to be making kimono jackets out of, uh, repurposed scarves and, mm-hmm. I, first of all, I love your work and anybody who's interested in seeing Sandra's work, who's listening, you can find it at theunruffled.com. Her work ranges from, well, you can talk about it too, but like silks and crochets and antique laces and just like beautiful, airy, really feminine, stylish pieces that pair nicely with jeans to like the most exquisite like couture that is and very uh malleable in the way that they can be used and worn yeah yeah i like to make items that fit a variety of sizes um that are sort of loose and comfortable but also because they're made out of silk they're are mostly silk and laces they're kind of they're luxurious and very very feminine you're right about that um that's my own style and so it's the it's the style that that lends best to what i make and um yeah i've this particular style this jacket i have made thousands of and made and sold thousands of these um what i'm going to be teaching is a very simple version, but if, so it's like a short version and it takes only four scarves. But, um, if you go look through my marketplace or even my Instagram, you'll see that I've, you know, I've, I've made different iterations of this jacket style that, you know, that are medium length, very long length, piecing together almost in a patchwork style. Yeah. Um, scarves and silk. 
I love how it, uh, you know, my mom collected scarves, you know, she had tons of scarves and I, I think, I think most of them were gotten like on travels or from gifts from close friends or even family members. And I feel like it's just such a lovely way to honor those memories. And for me, like, I don't really know where all the scarves came from that my mom um, passed on to me when she um, passed away. A few, it's, it's been 10 years, but I have them. And I think they've been in a drawer for like, you know, nine and a half years. Mm-hmm. And it's just going to be such a nice opportunity for me to bring those out into the light, right? And just be able to make something that I will use more than I do a scarf. And at the same time, I'm learning a skill. Like I am so excited to learn about French seams because I don't know how to make a French seam. And I know that you really relish the finish that you teach and the, Mm -hmm. you know, the, the inside of your work is just as beautiful as the outside. I feel like that is something that we, you know, it's like my blankets are kind of like that too. Like I really like to have both sides of the blanket be lovely. And I feel like we share that with your, um, with your attention to detail on the inside of your work. Um, so one of the questions that I've heard a lot from members and also just from people out in the world, like, how do people teach online? Like, how, you know, if you're used to teaching in person where you can like say, oh, well, fold it this way and actually like hold the fabric and show the person who might have a question. How do you translate that to an online setting? What's, what's your idea? Yeah, about that? Well, I guess there's a couple of strategies you can take. Um, one could be, you know, you could do more of a telling instead of showing you can like have photos and a a company uh company pdf and you could or you could do like a slide deck or or something like that where the information is organized the student could like take that information after they you know go, go through the class and then use it at another time when they're actually making the thing. Um, The other way to do it, which is the way I'm going to be doing this particular class, only because I can fit it into this time, three hour time frame, is I'm just going to be taking everyone through the making of it step by step. And the students can either have their sewing machines out and make it with me, or they can watch. Um, the classes are recorded. So everyone will be able to have access to a recording. And if the benefit of being a member of Citrahood is that you will be added to a space for the class, and there, I, I, w- I will also be there to give feedback and um, tips or any, you know, and or anything like that. And other members help each other, too. So, yeah, not just information coming from me. Yeah, I think that's a really like a, a su- such a sweet piece of what, you know, unforeseen for me, like I was just building a community like I don't know how this is going to unfold but let's just try it out and then with your help over the last year and a half it's really come into its own where we are able to provide these you know we kind of know like we've both been doing this for a long time so we kind of have an idea of like what are the places where people get stuck where do people you know what are like the part you know you've made French seams uh, uh, thousands of times so you probably have an idea of like where some people might have extra questions or might run into trouble or maybe even, you know, have a, a common place where people make an error. I know that in my, um, when I teach my process, I certainly um, are, I'm familiar with those places. Um, and one of the things that I did with my 
recent workshop is I had it and it was, it was a two hour class and some of the feedback I got and, you know, in Stitcherhood, we're really into making sure that people have opportunity to give us feedback. And I think you also got the same feedback was like, people wanted to have a little bit more time for the actual making where mm-hmm. my class was kind of like, it was a slide deck and I showed samples of like, this is what the stitch will look like. This is what the backside will look like, kind of walk them through the process, but I didn't really allow the making time. So I feel like the format you've chosen is going to really address that by adding that extra, you know, instead of a two hour class, it's a three hour class. Right. Yeah. And you know, this is, there's a bit of a learning curve for me. I've taught a lot of, you know, I've taught a lot of things in person. This is the first time I'm ever teaching something like this online. So you do have to have a little bit of equipment. Like you need to be able to, um, show an overhead view, um, or, you know, so you need like a camera that you can, that's not built into your computer. Uh, you know, you need a good light, you need, um, you know, just a couple of things to kind of pull that off and, and, and make it work. And so that everybody can kind of see what you're doing and that kind of thing. You need to have kind of that overhead thing so you can get that top down view. Um, so I have a couple of pieces of equipment that I did not invest too much money in purchasing. And so hopefully all that's going to work and it's going to be a really cohesive class. Yeah, I I feel like um I feel like you have such a lovely way of capturing imagery that I mean, I, another, just in case, um, you haven't had the opportunity to learn more about Sandra, you can, I, I think, were you on episode two or maybe it was four? Anyway, in the beginning, back, I can't remember. It might have been episode two of the Rex Riches textile podcast that you're listening to now. You can learn more about Sandra and her background in that episode. But one of the things that, um, is pretty cool about Sandra is that she is also a professional photographer. So her image capture, um, capacity is just beautiful. And I think you have a really good, um, understanding of how to, visually convey information in a way Mm -hmm. that makes sense. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I am a very visual person. So, um, yeah. So however, if you are listening to this and you're thinking about joining Stitcherhood, just because you'd like to try out teaching because you've never done it before, then, you know, I would just recommend, um, think about other classes that you've taken or just try to like, visually map it out from beginning to end, like what it would look like, how you could pull it off. Um, just doing that, you know, taking a couple hours to kind of do that for me, just helped me kind of figure out, okay, this is how I want this to look. Yeah. Yeah. And I noticed that, um, you know, you're, you're, you have this product, this design that you've come up with that you've done all these different iterations of the long, the short, the kind of, you know, maybe an oversized piece and, in you know, varying sizes. And I feel like that experience of making the same kind of process, going through that process in a similar way over years enables you to go like, okay, I'm going to teach this class in three hours. How can I pair this product into a place where completion is possible with people who have, you know, maybe a little bit of sewing experience, but maybe aren't like proficient with all the different techniques that you use. Um, and I think that's a great way to come into it. Um, just mm-hmm. to, you know, 
I love to know that the students that I'm working with have the opportunity to finish, to complete the project. I know in the classes, you know, I've, I, I take online classes um, as often as I, as I can. I love to learn new techniques. So the classes where I finish the thing and I have that piece to look at and appreciate and to use, it just gives me a different vibe. I have probably taken 10 times more classes and with, without finishing, right? And having like this pile of like work in progress that's probably not going to get back to at any point in my life, if I'm right. very honest. Mm -hmm. So I feel like um, the the going into it with the idea that this is like an actual hands-on making class is a really nice way to um, to enable people for that to do that. And, and then if they want to come back to it because they loved it and they really got into it, great. And if they choose to say, oh, that was really cool, they still have this beautiful thing that they've just made, right? Yeah, I agree. I agree. I would love to know that the that everyone that's taking my class actually finishes their thing. And then maybe they can, because the thing about this design too, it's so simple. And once you've made this jacket out of scarves, you'll find that you can make it out of really anything, tea towels or linens or bandanas or, you know, anything that sort of has a square or rectangular shape, you can piece things together to, you know, make the pieces, the, the larger pieces that you need. And so it really is a versatile, you know, versatile design that you don't need a paper pattern for or anything. That is so cool. And I feel like that is another big piece of stitcherhood and then textile upcycling in general, right? Like all the technique that we learn, whether it's, you know, something that we've carried from our young years, learning from our grandmothers or something that's really new to us as adults in our businesses, we have the opportunity to make it our own, right? Like the just the material choices, the colors that we might be drawn to are going to be you know, uh, in kind of as individual as we are. So um, one of the things I've heard from a couple of our members was like, oh, I don't want to copy Crispina after I took the class, the summer blanket class. And I just want everybody to know that it's not copying. It's it's a technique and it's totally fine with me to use the technique that I teach to make things that are yours that, you, you know, if you want to sell them, fantastic. If, you know, it's not... I don't feel any kind of like uh, ownership over the techniques that I'm teaching. And I'm wondering, is that, does that ring true for you as well, Sandra? How does that feel for you? Oh, absolutely. I really, um, you know, the, the attitude that we carry into textile upcycling is the, is abundance, right? There's abundant of materials. There is an abundant of things you can do, abundance of things you can do with those materials. And I don't, own the style of this jacket. As a matter of fact, um, you know, my son a, a long time ago cor corrected me and said that I couldn't call it a kimono because it wasn't a kimono. And I was like, you're right. That is, it is not a kimono. It's, it's in the style of a kimono, but it's not a traditional Japanese kimono. Um, so, but it, cause it's, it's, you know, it doesn't have, it's not the same design, but I did borrow the idea or the concept of it. And it's the same thing. Like the jacket that you make is not going to look like the one I make. It's just not. And so I don't feel, um, I don't have any sort of scarcity around, around my designs or what I make and sell. If you, uh, 
take my class and you make a gorgeous jacket and you want to make them and sell them in your shop, go for it. (laughs) That's awesome. That's awesome. I'm so glad that we share that too, because it's so true. I mean, one of the things that I just really kind of come back to a lot with textile upcycling is that it's super accessible, right? Like I think we both started businesses in a place where we just kind of needed money. And we just, you know, there was, you know, there was a thrift store, a pair of scissors, it's tools for sewing. And the next thing you knew, we were both in our separate ways without even knowing that we were both doing similar things, you know, thousands of miles apart, you know, years and years ago, we were able to get through a period of our lives where we just needed to have a real flexible schedule, be creative and make some money. So um, it's just a, it's a really lovely opportunity for, for so, for, for, pretty much anybody who's interested. Um, Awesome. So, you know, this podcast is going to live on for years and years, but if you do catch it right as it um, releases, we are talking to each other in August of 2023. Um, Sandra's class is going to be offered on the 17th of August. Mm -hmm. You can register for it at the link um, in the show notes page. You can also, if you're not going to remember that or whatever. If you go to crispina.eco and you check the events button on the website, there's a, a whole a description of the class and you can register that way as well. And that's where the Stitcher. upcoming classes will be, correct? Exactly. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So all the classes in Stitcherhood will be listed there. And we're kind of shooting for a couple classes per month. Mm-hmm. So, um, you know, no matter what your interest is, if you're a textile upcycler, we hope to touch upon... Um, subject matter that just pertains and is valuable to you to um to come and learn about. Um let's take a quick break, Sandra, before we go on and talk more about how um all the benefits of being a Stitcherhood member when it comes to this stuff. So we'll be right back. Today's episode of Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast is brought to you by Swanson's Fabrics. Are you a textile-centric crafter who loves vintage yardage, unusual fabrics, notions, and sewing tools and tutorials? Maybe you are a sewing teacher in need of cool and inexpensive cloth for students. Whether sewing high-end bespoke couture or experimenting with new textile-making processes, SwansonsFabrics.com, located in the heart of Turner's Falls, Massachusetts, has just what you need. You can shop online or at the very well-organized and jam-packed store. Swanson's Fabrics is a thrift shop of fabric, notions, and textile tools. It's a community repurposing the leftover collections of home sewers, addressing the reality that we have enough fabric and craft supplies for generations stored right in our very own attics and closets. Swanson's makes it very easy to pass on an excessive fabric stash and find inspirational treasure for sewing projects. Additionally, Katherine Swanson hosts an online group for entrepreneurs interested in using her business model for fabric thrift stores in their communities. Find Swanson Fabrics at swansonfabrics.com and on TikTok and Instagram. All right. We are back with Sandra Primo from theunruffled.com. And we're talking about her upcoming class specifically um, that we're offering in Stitcherhood. And we're also talking about our Stitcherhood 
education program, which is pretty new. Um, this being August of 2023. Sandra, can you talk a little bit about, so in addition to Sandra being an awesome textile upcycler and running her own textile upcycling business, she's also our community manager in Stitcherhood. So I'd love to share a bit more about the benefits of being a Stitcherhood member when it comes to this particular program, and then maybe a little bit of the other things that we offer our members. Yeah, so for this particular program, uh, the education program, if you are a Stitcherhood member, you get 50% off the class. So just that right there is really amazing. Um, that's a big chunk of savings um, for super valuable uh, classes. And you also, like I mentioned before, you're going to be added to a space within Stitcherhood and there will be all the, um, you know, there will be discussion, communication, photos. I will be there to vet any questions that you might have. Um, you can show off your mates. You can get feedback from other Stitcherhood members. So there's lots of perks to being a Stitcherhood member while taking this class. Um, then you also, if you decide, like we mentioned before, if you want to try on a teaching hat, then um, there's that opportunity as well. We have forms for every, anyone to fill out um, where you throw us your ideas. And, you know, then we will help you kind of put your class together. So... Yeah. Yeah. It's super fun. And honestly, I just, I'm so jazzed about this program. It's like so much fun to enable others. I mean... Some of the people who are teaching with us in the upcoming months are people who have taught online for longer than I have, right? Like, and some of them are people who, like yourself, you've taught for years and this is an opportunity for you to hone the skills that it takes to teach online. And as a business person, and I think it's really helpful to have these, these pieces of your offerings where, you know, it doesn't, it's not more difficult for you to teach a hundred people or 10 people, right? It takes the same amount of energy and time for you to teach, you know, whoever, right? Like however many people show up. So it's a way for um, textile upcyclers in this particular case to really kind of augment their income in a way that inspires others, helps people understand what goes into their work, right? Like sometimes we think, oh, you know, our work... I mean, very commonly, I hear people thinking like they can't charge enough for their work. And I think when people realize all the skill and, and making the process, it adds a lot of value. People then see and understand the expertise that is actually involved in making, um, the beautiful work that's represented in Stitcherhood. Um, and then the other thing that I think is just super awesome about this particular piece of Stitcherhood is that that component of being supported by the community, right? So in that, in that private group, that's exclusively accessible to the people who take the course and who are Stitcherhood members, you know, everybody's giving each other feedback and Sandra can pop in there and answer any specific questions and just encourage or troubleshoot with people who are looking for that kind of thing. Um, and that was actually another thing that, um, we changed up a little bit when I taught the first class in the program, 
that that group was open for seven days. And the reason why I kept it kind of a short window is because again, going back to that completion component, you know, I, I really mm-hmm. want people to like have a deadline so that they're not thinking, Oh, I'll get to that next month. And it's like three years later, they're still thinking they're going to get to that next month where if it's a seven day window, like let's do this now before this is no longer available. Mm-hmm. But you know, feedback came in from a few people. And I wonder, you probably heard this too. Like I want it open a little bit longer. Week's just not long enough. Right. Right. Yeah, I did. Yeah. So we're now we're opting to keep those, um, those spaces open for our classes, um, for a full 10 days. So that really allows, you know, a couple weekends for folks who are, who are working their nine to fives and also, you know, um, you know, more time for people who just don't have as much creative time in their lives. Um, so. That is our upcoming class. I'm really excited about it. I'm really excited about offering the um, opportunity to people to learn how to teach. I wonder, do you have any recommendations for equipment when you're teaching? Uh, for my particular class? Uh Huh. I mean, I don't really, I'm really simple in my equipment. I don't use a lot of fancy things. I didn't go to school and learn, you know, a formal techniques. Um, you know, my grandma taught me some, I've taught myself most of them though. And so I, um, you know, I probably do things, you know, there's probably, I'm probably going to have lots of students that have better ways of doing things than I do. And I'm sure that will be the case. As a matter of fact, in the instructional PDF that I'm sending out at the, that you get at the beginning of the class, I'm asking that you, everyone please hold their advice till the end of the class so as not to confuse anyone that's taking the class that doesn't have these skills yet, um, that are more beginner sewers. Um, so that, yeah, we just don't trip them up with too many. Oh, you could do it this way. You could do it this way. You could do it this way. Like, let's just so do it smart one to put way, that in there. right? <laughs> So smart. So you're just using like a straight stitch sewing machine. Is that straight right? stitch sewing yeah. machine? Um, yeah. The other piece of equipment that I can't live without, especially when making French seams, is a uh, iron, an iron, an iron, and an ironing board. I don't, I don't iron well. You'll see it when you take the class, but some people use an iron at the beginning. I do not. I use it at the end just to make sure all the seams are like facing the same way because I'm a little bit of a perfectionist about that. Um, so, uh, but yeah, I love, I, I, I have to have an iron, um, but straight stitch sewing machine, scissors. Um, I use a gridded board, but you don't have to, you can just have a tape measure or whatever. And, you know, as long as you can cut a straight line, if you need to, um, that's really about it. That's so again, speaking to that accessibility component, right? Like very simple tools. Yeah. 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 Are you a rotary cutter girl or no? No, I'm not. I straight up scissors. I've tried to be rotary and I just mm -mm. with silk can be a little, you know, you just want a a nice clean cut. And so um, I don't know. The rotaries always kind of scared me a little bit. I feel like I have more control over the over scissors. And I know some people feel the opposite way. But yeah, um, it's just I think it's like one of those things like which whatever works for you is the way to go. Right. Yeah, exactly. 
That's awesome. And then as far as like when you're when you're showing people how to do things, do you have like a camera that plugs into the computer so that people can get that overhead view? How do you work that out? Yeah. So I, again, don't have very fancy equipment, but I do have an external um, camera that just plugs right into a USB into my uh, computer. And excuse me, I have one of those like arms, you can get them on Amazon or, you know, they make fancy ones, they make not so fancy ones. I have one that's not so fancy. Um, but it just clips onto the side of your table or your desk and it's like a big stretchy arm. And so I can put my camera on, I can take it off of my laptop and put it on top of my, on top of that arm. And that'll kind of, that'll be the thing that will give the overhead view. And then you can, so that when you're teaching on Zoom, and this is just for anybody out there who's learning how to teach online or maybe is teaching online and this might be helpful. So you plug that in. So you're actually on Zoom in two different screens. Am I right? Um, I'm actually just going to be on the one screen and I'm just going to be using that camera. It'll either be on my laptop or I well, I can take it off and just move it over to... As you're teaching. Mm-hmm, the arm overhead. Mm-hmm. That's now, cool. And if you've got two cameras going, you could toggle, just toggle back and forth, which maybe I'll do that. You know, you're giving me some ideas. I could just, you, but in, in Zoom, there's a way where you can tell Zoom, you know, which if you look on that little video um, icon, you can, if you have two cameras going, your in, built-in camera and your external camera, you can toggle back and forth. So cool. Actually, you know, I learned from Christy Johnson, who's also been featured here on this podcast. Um, a couple years ago, she came and did a piece in Stitcherhood, actually. And she had this camera. It's called Hue, H-U-E. Uh-huh. Um, and she, it was the first time I'd ever seen that overhead um demonstration because it's it's really hard to show people what you're doing with your hands when you're right. looking at a screen. Um, and sometimes I feel like it's even like backwards, depending mm-hmm. upon your settings. So um, yeah, I think that Sandra's technique is really cool. And I think that the, the technique that Christy shared with me with a Hue camera is very similar. So it's nice mm-hmm. to just be able to have that overhead view so you can actually like as though someone's looking down on a surface of a table, right? Right. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Well, this is going to be so much fun. I'm super excited to take your class. Is there anything that we should talk about before we dash off? Is there anything I missed? I'm just trying to think. Let me Um, think. Um, hmm. Well, if you, you know, if you have a stash of scarves, or a stash of tea towels or a stash of napkins. And, you know, they need, they, it's a project waiting to happen. I would love to have you join. Yeah, I know what I was going to say too. And if you do decide to join out there in the wild blue yonder of listeners, um, whether you're talking, whether you're thinking about joining Sandra's class or a future class, um, if as a Stitcherhood member, like Sandra mentioned, you get 50% off. Stitcherhood is open enrollment all the time. So if you want to just hop in there and try it out, um, you can join the membership. And if it's something that you love, you can stick around. And if it's something that, you know, that was cool, fun class, I don't have time to add this into my busy life. 
that's fine too. But yeah, it's just a absolutely. nice way to, um, you know, follow up the class with uh, that helpful group and get a little taste for what Stitcherhood is all about. Um, it's a wonderful, uh, it's certainly my favorite place to hang out online. Might be a little biased, but, um, you know, it's just a lovely group of very warm and welcoming people. And, um, you know, kindness is the rule there. Everybody's just super thoughtful, kind, respectful, and uh, we'd love to have you join. So, Sandra, thank you so much oh, for hopping welcome. in here with me today. Yeah. Oh, you're yeah. welcome. This is so fun. And um, I hope I see some of you listening at my class on the 17th. Yeah, me too. Me too. Thanks again. See you soon. Okay. Bye. Hey, so I'm over here and I'm serving you a giant air hug because you just finished another episode of the Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast. Thank you for being with me. Our music is provided by The Lucky Five. Learn more about them at theluckyfive.com. Our show is produced and edited by Vandal Hyacinth. If you want to dive in deep, head over to Rags to Riches Textile Upcycling Podcast.com. 